0: And welcome to the Brunch and Slay podcast, where we shine a light on innovators, brands, and we do it in the name of the culture. I want you to remember that we always say that if she can, I can, we all can. And I'm Amira, founder of Brunch and Slay, host of this amazing podcast, and welcome to the show. Today's guest is a lady who has an eye for greatness. She is has a brand that is pretty awesome it's one that you look at and you want to know you want to know more it's just simple as that her background is phenomenal she's worked with people like office depot chico's the home depot and it's so funny because everybody says home depot not the home depot (laughs) so i saw that and i thought oh it is the home depot never paid attention to that it's just funny i mentioned that before she comes on because a lot of times with brands we have this thing like me. I'm always like, it's and, A-N-D, right? Don't don't use the symbol, honey. It's brunch and sleigh, but no one cares. Y'all use it all the time, and that's how y'all even DM me. I don't even get offended, but we have these ideas, but people tell you what they want, and you have to adapt to it as a brand. So today, uh, I want you to welcome to the show Miss Deanna McIntosh. Hey, Deanna. Hi, how are you? I am fantastically fabulous, girl. Love that answer. I went. I went back until the vote and pulled a little Andre three thousand out, just for the listeners. If you love music, then you'll appreciate. You'll appreciate Mm -hmm. that. Um, You know, Deanna does something I thought was really great that we should bring to the show and shine and make attention to because so many folks I see now. We have products, we have services, we have all these different things: t-shirts, mugs, events, all these things, and they all you have to know how to sell what you're selling. So not only do you have to be great at marketing and you have to learn a little bit about ads and presentation and things of that nature, you also have to know how to actually merchandise. You have to know how to scale it. You have to know how to protect yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Deanna, that's her wheelhouse. So having her on the show, I know you guys are going to want to tune in, especially if you have that great idea and you haven't launched it yet or if you already have and you know you're cutting some corners because people are not paying you properly, (laughs) then you... (laughs) (laughs) then go ahead and tune in. But uh, Deanna, Deanna, tell us about how you got started and how you fell in love with merchandising, because I know it has to be a love.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, So this is corny, but (laughs) in in middle school, um, I just was obsessed with fashion. And so I was the girl who had matching everything. So if I had like a pink leather bowl jacket with like another layer of pink underneath and, um, you know, like some cute jeans. So I was always very coordinated. Um, and so ever since middle school, I've just been obsessed with fashion and entrepreneurship as well. So like I was in DECA in high school and did, um, it's funny, my first uh, DECA project was actually like a coworking concept, which of course, you know, how many years later, Right, Correct. <laughs> right. Oh uh, yeah, so I, I'm mad at my parents for that, but we won't go there. But um, <laughs> so fashion has always been in my DNA. Um, and so then after I graduated high school, I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York for school. And I majored in international fashion merchandising management, which is a mouthful. Uh, but there, obviously, you know, New York is fashion capital. So that was a perfect place for me to go and just explore more about fashion. And to be honest, growing up, nobody believed in fashion. Um, And still to this day, a lot of people are like, oh, what do you do? You just design. No, I don't. (laughs) I do the business part of fashion. Um, So, you know, growing up, I would go to the library in high school and just research fashion careers. So I learned about product development and, you know, fabric technicians and all these other Fashion careers that nobody thought about because when you think fashion, you literally just think design or working in a retail store. So mm-hmm. I did my research to convince my parents to let me major in fashion, um, and thankfully they did. So, um, so yes, I went to school in New York. I actually studied abroad in Florence, Italy, for an entire year, my junior year, which was the time of my life. So I traveling, can
0: really imagine, yeah.
1: So yeah. traveling is my biggest inspiration. Fashion. Um, and so then after that, I ended up graduating from there and I got my first job in buying at Chico's. So I bought woven tops and jackets there. Um, after that, I worked on their catalog and print ads. And then from there, um, I worked at a couple other companies doing strategy and merchandising. But it's it's really interesting, um, and I love merchandising, as you know. Um, it's fascinating because even yesterday I was in a Facebook group and Um, a a lady was talking about an issue she's having with her product business and she's like you know I bought all this inventory but I've had haven't had any sales and everybody's like you got to market more you got to market more and I no one said merchandising. There were like 200 we comments. We don't
0: know. That's it. Know. <laughs> People just don't know. That's why you had to come on the show. No one knows yeah. what's missing until they hear it. So keep going, girl. Yeah. Keep going.
1: Yes. So it, it was crazy. So you know, I just read through all 200 comments, <laughs> and then at the end, it's little me, and I'm like, well, I love everyone's comments, but nobody mentioned merchandising. Like, did you check to make sure that your product price uh, prices are correct? So meaning. You know, if you're selling an eight ounce bottle of something, is your price the same as your competitor's price for that same size? Or, you know, those type of questions. Mm -hmm. So I think of everything product first. And yes, marketing and branding and all that is a piece of marketing or merchandising. But merchandising is bringing it all together. So you can kind of think of someone like me as the middle of a product based business. So I work with the design team hey, we need this many SKUs and this many colors, this many sizes and so forth. And I also work with the financial planner to determine those numbers as well. And so then once design designs to what I ask for, then I'll work with product development. And then that's when we're like, okay, well, what trends should we use? Um, And just making the style come to life. And then I work with your technical designer who um, makes sure that your products fit correctly. So we have those conversations and look at the style on a model. And all of that, so and that's just the beginning,
0: right? So, so you know, De- uh, Deanna's being humble, but basically she's telling y'all there's levels to this. There's levels, right? All of us, and I and I, I have told her she I'm a transparent person when it comes to my business, so I'll tell y'all I have had delusions of grandeur since I was a, a young, girl, <laughs> always. But that's a good thing because we wouldn't Absolutely. be listening today if I didn't have those. Mm-hmm. But the first time I decided to sell stuff on my site, I had mugs. I had beautifully curated journals. None of this was crap products cuz y'all know me, I'm frugal, that's just how I roll. But I didn't sell enough. I didn't I mean I finally broke even after I started lugging loading them up in my car and selling them at different events I was going to. But I just knew I was going to put them on bruncheslate.com and, and people were going to click and add them to their basket. Uh no, that's not what happened.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. There's just so many things that go into it and it amazes me every day because honestly if you've never worked in the fashion industry at a corporate level, you're not going to see what a merchandising person does because they kind of don't ex- like we kind of don't exist in the small and medium sized business world, which is why I'm trying to change that.
0: Right. And and I wanted you on here on the show because I really want us to arm our toolkits. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. I think that's so important. But I digress because I, you said something that I really love and I try to get more people to do you mm-hmm. studied abroad in college, which I did too. Yes. And I felt like I, did, I got a chance to do it twice. I went to Jamaica for a summer and I studied, which really opened my eyes. And I went to the UK, I went to King's college. Um, and oh, that was life-changing for me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's very important that we embrace other cultures and wow. really submerge ourselves in them, not just you know for a weekend, but really go there and taste their foods and look at their healthcare systems and look at their industry and see, number one, how privileged we are to be here in this great country,
1: yes.
0: regardless of what your views are, you can say them out loud. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just really awesome. And it, it helps, especially in that age, I think, before you have the weight of the world on your shoulders. To oh yeah! <laughs> right to be able to imagine, and I, I, I say that, and I wanted to go back to because I want to encourage people who have kids to, and nieces and nephews to get them to sign up for that stuff. You know, oh get out gosh, there so and scared. experience. it yeah.
1: yeah, a lot of people are scared. I mean, I mean, I grew up in Virginia, so <laughs> everybody in Virginia. When I was going to New York, it was a pro- It was like, oh my god, you're going to let your daughter, let your daughter, <laughs> go to school in New York. And I was like I'm gonna be okay, and honestly, it was a culture shock, of course, um, <laughs> a big one. It was, but a, a good, a good one, you know. Um, I mean, it was—it's kind of crazy. My my grandma on my mom's side, she's from the Bahamas, and I didn't really connect with that side as much. Like growing up, we ate Bahamian food, but it didn't really connect. But when I went to New York, I would just be walking around and I'd go into different shops, and someone would be like. Oh hey, you're a Bahamian, right? Like where oh, are you wow. from?
0: Are I'm you like, oh. people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so New York was amazing. But yeah, like you said, traveling is everything. And anybody in fashion, oh my gosh, if you have never been to Europe, if you have any desire to be in fashion, you have to go to Europe. Like Europe is they're
0: two years in front of you. I was just about to say, you're going to realize how country we are. I don't care how modern, whatever city you live in in America, we are behind the curve, honey. So Everywhere uh, you go, you feel like an idiot.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. I went to, but I feel bad sometimes too. I went to Thailand for um, Christmas and New Year's. Ah. And yeah. And I have to shop, obviously. But of course. I have to find unique pieces. That's just who I am. So when I come back here and people are like, oh my God, where'd you get that? I'm like. Uh, Thailand <laughs> it, like, but I want people to travel like you said it just it changes your life
0: yeah for so many
1: reasons and especially like I said in fashion you can see trends before they happen and that's critical
0: yeah yeah so I mean I love to hop all around and I, I lo- also love to give accolades and two folks horns now not only is this young lady <laughs> well-versed, educated. She knows her stuff. She's helpful because you see she's even helping folks in Facebook groups when she doesn't have to. <laughs> yeah. and, but you're no stranger to actually launching a product. You know, no. you've actually driven over a million dollars in sales increase. I have. Let's talk about that. Like, let's, let's right. talk about these receipts you got, girl. Let's I, know.
1: <laughs> I know. You're so right. I'm so humble, which is great, but yeah. I need to be a little bit more outgoing. Yes, today is all
0: about tooting your horn, honey. Don't be shy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, so that story. Uh, so when I was working at Chico's, we have a program, a no iron shirt program. And I'm sure you've seen no iron shirts. They're, you know, kind of boring. Let's be honest. <laughs> they can be boring. Mm-hmm. Um, so finding a way to spruce up a somewhat boring category is very difficult. Um, you know, there's only so many ways you can Truly, dress up a white shirt um, or a no-iron shirt. So um, I worked really closely with our vendor of that program to find innovative fabrics, um, such as like embossing the fabric so that it creates a texture on the collars, or we do a pop of color down the seam, or you know something that creates some type of interest. Um, and so I was looking for a way to really make a big splash in that program. So I work with a vendor and we came up with a no iron linen fabric. And I know, you know, linen. I was just about to say, say what? <laughs> <then>. say what? <laughs> linen is terrible. No, linen, a beautiful fabric, but the second you move, right. You have wrinkles. Right. So I was like, Oh my God, no iron linen. That's like revolutionary. That's just crazy. Right. So um, I worked with a vendor and we developed it in one silhouette and five colors. And I believe it was white, blue, pink, um, like a natural fiber, and then one other color. And it was kind of like a test. It was supposed to be a test. It was like 20,000 units to, as a test for that size of a company. Right. right. Um, so yeah, so it was the first time ever that we had uh, fabric and no iron other than the traditional fabric. And yes, that program did a million dollars. And that was five years ago. And if you look on the Chico site, which I did last night, that they've trademarked the name now. They have it in different patterns and prints and silhouettes. It's really blown up. So that was kind of my legacy I left there. And I'm really proud of it.
0: (laughs) You should be. And then after, and and I wanted to kind of use that as a layup because from there, you realize number one, it's always great. Let me be clear. We have to learn somewhere. So when we're learning, it's great to have those experiences. But that was Chico's. That wasn't Vienna. Right, 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 right. So Deanna went out and got her own, and she started the affinity group. We got to know more about that.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so the affinity
1: group. Um, I guess I could tell you really what the word affinity means because yeah. most people don't know, <laughs> which is funny. But um, so affinity means um, to have like an emotional connection to something. So we always hear about brand loyalty. You never hear anybody say brand affinity. Um, but brand affinity is a level above loyalty. So it's, well, only, hello. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a whole other level. So if you think Starbucks, you know, Jordan, those brand, Apple, those brands that people die for, like people will stand in line for 10 hours, they'll pay whatever price you put in front of them, you could do no wrong. That's brand affinity. So that's why I named the company the affinity group, because we will have multiple brands and um, different you know, departments and things going on, but it's all based around creating brand affinity for all of our clients. So um I started it really because I saw a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with a lot of things. <laughs> but but like I, I hear horror stories all the time about, you know, I hired this marketing person and they just wasted my money. I hired this business consultant, they had no clue what they were doing. Uh, I had somebody do a logo and it was just a template that they copied. And so I, with my experience, I hate seeing people struggle. It's just, it kills me. <laughs> so um, I started the company so that I could be a reputable company that people can go to for their needs, for their product-based businesses, all in-house. So if you need someone to do your branding, your logo, your brand style guide, we can do that. And then we carry that over into your styling. So if you need to do photo shoots for your product and things like that, we can handle that as well. If so you would like to do a pop-up shop to get your brand out there, um, you know, a grand opening fashion show. And then, of course, it all comes back to merchandising, which is making sure that you have the right products at the right time in the right places at the right price to the right people.
0: <laughs> this episode was produced and edited by S1G1 Productions. There's a place that shines a light on women who operate in excellence. A place that creates experiences for women and partners with entrepreneurs and businesses and brands who value your dollars. That place is brunchandslay.com. It's experiences you love, connections you crave, and content that inspires. Brunchandslay.com. We're building something. And now back to Brunch and Slay. And all I hear is ching 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 ching. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Money in the bank. Yes, I hear that. <laughs> Man, so, oh gosh, so you got your, you built your confidence muscle, You you sharpened your skills out there, you've worked with some amazing brands, and now you are helping people like me. Uh, figure out how to not cut corners and where to start. And I think, and I think, you know, Deanna and I have talked in depth about this. So people typically just don't have the blueprint. We just don't know where to start. It's like, you got this idea. And this is in so many areas from, you want to start a podcast, you want to start a blog, you want to work out, (laughs) you want to get (laughs) tummy fat. This is everything, right? (laughs) This this does not have to be about entrepreneurship. This is just literally being able to know which direction to go to when you're ready. Yeah. You know, and I hope that you're listening to this and you know someone who either has a shop right now who could use, you know, Deanna's help or who wants to start one or or, or whatever. It does not have to be clothes either. Let me be clear, because Deanna knows merchandising, period. It's not just fashion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's The the principle is still the same.
1: Right. So,
0: you know, I, I hope that this is you are understanding this tool and realizing that you're not alone. You don't have to start from scratch. You know, my goal is to help us. Yes. We want Google university. We use it. Absolutely. Right. But sometimes Google can only take you so far because there's sometimes people don't tell you, Hey, when you get to Martin Luther King Avenue, there's going to be a corner uh, right before you turn right. It's a hidden street. It's called success uh, avenue, <laughs> you know, you gotta, you gotta turn quick or you'll pass it. So if you don't know that, which most of us don't, we have to align ourselves with people who do. So yeah, Deanna, I mean, come on. So, know. you know, I like to pull and I, and you know, you hear her, she's all, she's just a sweet person. So <laughs> I'm like, girl, this is the place to peacock. <laughs> I know.
1: You're so right, And you know, it's funny <laughs> it's merchandising. So I'm, I'm trying to make it a buzzword this year. I'm trying my hardest so people can like really start talking about it. And it's not just, you know, super, super small startups either. Um, A prime example is um, a lighting company that I work with. Um, I'm not going to call names. Yes, don't. (laughs) (laughs) I will not do that. But a company I work with, um, they're a huge company. I mean, they make a lot of money and, you know, they didn't have a merchandising person. So they had a design team, a full warehouse, you know, a production team, the full gamut, but no merchandising person. And so they told me, you know, we need somebody that's going to coordinate everything. We need somebody that's going to look at current sales, past sales and future sales. We need somebody who's going to, you know, work with design work with production, just bring everything together. We're missing that piece. And so a lot of people are missing that piece, but they don't know what exactly that is. So it's like, you know what you need, but you don't know what it is. And that's merchandising. <laughs> so it's not just, I don't, I'm trying to encourage people because it's not like, oh, I just started, you know, I don't know anything about that. No, there's companies who make millions of dollars a year that have no clue about merchandising, but they know that they need it. Um, and I mean, like sales plans, for instance. You would think that any company that's making over a million dollars a year would have sales plans, right? <laughs> you would think. Right, right. <laughs> not the case. Uh, or, you know, strategies and processes for their design development um, and things like that, but that's not the case. And so that's what I'm here to do is just to bring everything together, show people what merchandising is and why it's so important, because it really is a difference between you and your competition. Uh, merchandising makes you stand out and it makes you more profitable.
0: Um, All the things we want. (laughs) Exactly.
1: Exactly. And I mean, I can give one more example to that regard. So, um, I mean, people still ask all the time, like, what exactly do you do? (laughs) Like All the time. Of course. So, So here's an example. So if there's a company that makes $50 million, right. And they tell me like, you know, we've done great so far. You know, we've, Gone on our gut. It's gotten gotten us to this point so far. You know why do we need you, right? So I my question to them is, okay, so you're making fifty million on two thousand skus, right? So what if you were making eighty million dollars on the same amount of skus? That's what I do. Mm-hmm. So
0: you know, so a checkmate. it's checkmate on your own. <laughs> yeah.
1: so, like you can do it on your own, but if you have somebody who's skilled in it and knows how to work the numbers behind the scenes, you will make a lot more money with a lot
0: less work and you'll be smarter with your
1: decisions.
0: You know, that's my favorite work harder. not I mean, work smarter, not harder. Yes, (laughs) for sure. (laughs) Yes. So I I have to ask this too, because you've definitely shined a light on, All the folks who are probably saying, man, she probably helps people who got it together or, you know, all those things. But what about strategy? You also help with that. When do you think, and I know you're probably going to say what I think you're going to say, but when should a person really hone in on the strategy part aspect of it? Is this Mm -hmm. before you launch? Because sometimes that could be overwhelming. Maybe you won't start. Uh, At what point do you really feel like it's time to start saying, okay, it's time to get some strategy?
1: Mm -hmm. Honestly, I obviously will tell you from the beginning, but I totally understand, (laughs) you know, you want to kind of test the waters and put your feet out there and see what sticks. And that is totally fine. I totally get that. But I think once you start going and you see some orders coming in um, and you're starting to put out money, like real money Mm -hmm. for your business and your products and everything, and you have your branding together, I think that's a great place to start being more strategic. And you can do it from the beginning. I mean, I have someone who reached out to me last week who is launching a store and she sent me a pretty much a business plan <laughs> in my email
0: right. and like
1: help. And she's like, I know I, I did research. I have all this stuff together, but I need to know how to put it all together and how to make it work. And you know, what average price point should I be looking at? So it's those types of things that are important. And you do want to set that from the beginning. If you're a luxury brand, for example, I see a lot of people saying I'm a luxury brand, but your pricing is like $99. Mm It's the most expensive thing you sell. That's not strategic and that's not, that's not speaking well to your brand. So I think, you know, if you don't have the budget to really pay for like a merchandising strategist, like I have a power hour um, that I offer. So we just spend an hour together. You tell me ahead of time, what exactly you need help with. And I'll do a little research beforehand so that we can spend that hour really drilling in. You'd be surprised what you can accomplish in an hour.
0: Oh, especially with a planner like you. Come on, we got a checklist.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think those hours still, I have to look, I scare people, right? Cause like they talk to me for an hour and I tell you so much. I give you so much information and I give you homework. And I think I scare people. But like, I give you, I give people what you ask for, right? And some people are scared because it's like, crap, this is a lot of work. And
0: right. Which is good. They invested that hour because it's not right, the exactly. life for you, honey. Like that's yeah. good.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, anything that you can do, whether it's an hour, whether it's a month of planning, just do it because a step in the right direction from the beginning will save you in the long run so much time and headaches and run around. I mean,
0: so the most, that, the more that you can do up front, the better. Yeah. So I want you to finish this sentence for me, okay? We're going to switch, switch gears a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't touch my... <laughs> hmm. Calendar. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know what? That is a good one. I'm pretty much like you. Like, no, no. What do you need, my, what do you need access for? Uh-uh,
1: uh-uh, yeah. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, my calendar is a little met. But I live by the calendar. People ask me all the time, like, how in the world do you do this? Um, I mean, I was planning 250-person bridal shows and having a full-time job last year. <laughs> planned wow. three in three different cities that were not my own.
0: Wow. Um, I, What's your I, favorite calendar platform? Oh, I use Calendly right now. And do you sync it to what, Google? Or? Google. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah.
1: I have a Google business account. I love Google business.
0: Yeah, I really enjoy Google. So user friendly, uh, and I I use Calendly too. My my even my day literally from the time I hit the office to now, which yes. is in the evening. We're recording this in the evening. It's blocked off, color coded. I know exactly yes. what a color means. Me too. <laughs> me too. It's the Bible for me. Right. So, finish this sentence. I'm a success because. That. These are great questions.
1: <laughs> I'm a success because I'm passionate but
0: smart. <laughs> mm, you don't let one cloud the other. Love it.
1: No, oh, and I listen. Mm. I, I definitely listen to people um, to a certain extent. I do regret listening to my parents sometimes.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't you say that on record, girl? She yeah, didn't get mom and Did not, not me. They know. <laughs> <laughs> I know.
1: But um, yeah, so I'm passionate, but I'm, I'm smart at the same time. I don't, I, I like to think, I'm very strategic, as you know. So I like to take risks, but calculated risks. <laughs> yeah.
0: When I'm inspired, I... Hmm. When I'm inspired, I write a lot. Huh. Um, I have
1: notebooks that I take everywhere with me. I'm looking at a notebook right now that I've had since... Probably middle school, actually. The same one. that I wrote that co-working idea. In. Wow. Yeah, I write like crazy. So it's a million dollar idea. And you know, I wow.
0: I have to catch myself. I, I'm a note taker. Mm-hmm. And I use several different note platforms, which is kind of like Ooh. crazy. Um, <laughs> but it depends on what I need to get to quickly. Like I have some notes that are just like, oh, don't forget to take the food out. That'll go in our little, <laughs> my little <laughs> Apple note on my phone, little yellow pad. Right. And I have my elaborate plan. I'm I'm having a real brain gasm. It's my Evernote, right? So I'm in there and I can put pictures in and I can tag things. I can, you know, send it to people, manage it, create spreadsheets, everything, love Evernote. Uh, and then I have at work. I use uh, Microsoft Teams, so I use their note system. <laughs> like today, somebody was in my office, and she said uh, we were planning on working on this big thing for work. And she's like, "Hey, I got this organization tactic I use, and it's um, it's like this folder, and you put this in that, and this, and it has you can put two holes in it." And I was like, "Oh, let me show you my folder." I turned my screen around, and it's like 700 billion tabs of everything. <laughs> She was like, oh, okay, you're pretty organized. Like, she probably ran from me because she realized I was crazy. Oh, sure. <laughs> yes. I use Asana for stuff like that. I've tried them before. I did try them. Yeah. Yeah. It's different. <laughs> yeah, it is. But yeah, I, but I like being organized and I do like digital. I'm trying to, you know, reduce my paper trail.
1: Yeah. But it's good sometimes to do old-fashioned writing oh yeah, it's, it's, yeah. It's, it's refreshing really for me I mean my social media calendar I planned it out I planned out my whole year now have I stuck to it that's another story <laughs> I did plan it out and I have topics for my blog posts email posts and social for every week of the entire year on a written handwritten calendar on my wall Wow just because that's the e- that was the easiest way for me to like spit it out and look at it all at once and say all right well I'm talking about this this
0: week, maybe I should do something else
1: the next week, just so I got a high level, but, yeah.
0: And that's a great idea. I mean, and I still use paper notebooks too. I use them for, like, I write affirmations. Like, I'll have one, and I keep it. I have one right now I've been saying for, it's been almost six months, and I write it a few times a day. I put it in a journal, and I'm like, okay, might as well fill it up now. So, I, I originally, I think I was supposed to say it for 40 days or something like that. Yeah, something I heard. And wow. like Every time I feel like I've said it enough it I raise the bar on it like okay how can I amend this and it's just I'm watching this evolution of these affirmations but one thing I know is that you can't tell yourself that you're whatever you can't say I'm a genius you can't say I'm the best merchant what you say I I have an affinity brand I can't say that every day and not work towards it <laughs> mm. right so that's my yeah that's one of my favorite things to write down is like where what state of mind i need to be and it helps me stay grounded and it helps me stay on task and put everything in perspective
1: i like that i'm gonna start
0: doing that oh look at that (laughs) i and i taught you something look at that i love it (laughs)
1: and
0: so you know one thing about this show is that we aren't just gimme 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 we have to give too so i have to know what vibes or prayers can myself and the Brunch and Slay tribe send your way to help you along your journey?
1: Ooh, I love that. Um, I think pray for clarity. Mm, that's a um, good one. I get a ton of ideas a day. I've calmed down a lot. <laughs> I think it's because, yeah, when I got married, my husband's like, mm, all right. Settle <laughs> I, down, little one. Yeah, i about your business every day. Um. <laughs> and like multiple times a day. But um, yeah, I do clarity. I'm always, I love having a million ideas, but you know, I like to hone in on certain things and then try to execute. Um, but I have a big project I'm working on that I'm not gonna speak about yet. <laughs> but yeah. um, I love all the clarity for that.
0: You know what, I've, I, I, I think creatives typically have that. We're full of ideas. Yes. <laughs> um, so one, these are a couple of tricks. These might not help you, but they might help someone who's listening. These are two things that I've done to to tell myself to settle down. Mm-hmm. One, when I get a new idea, I do not tell people about it for at least a week. Mm-hmm. And the reason I don't is because sometimes you get those ideas and you are like, yes, this is it. This is the one. (laughs) (laughs) And then two weeks later, you're like, that was a dud. I cannot believe that bottle of wine made me think that was a good idea, you know? (laughs) So I wait at least a week. The other is after that week, if I'm still in love with the idea, I keep like a basic line, a timeline in one of my long, like legal size pad notebooks. And on that timeline, like my ultimate goal is at the end of it. And I look on that timeline and I put that idea on it
1: nice.
0: and doesn't mean it's going to be in that order, but right. it's on that timeline. So then I can still say, OK, I wrote it down. I put it into action. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But right now I got to finish what's number one on this timeline to get to there because I Ooh. we're not ready yet. So that that's,
1: genius. yeah, that's my
0: little check, like that, my check, because I'm never telling myself you're not capable or that's right. too far-fetched. Like I said, I have delusions of grandeur and, and I'm going to stop calling them delusions. I have a uh, purpose of grandeur. How about that? Ooh, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> But because of that, I have to edit. I have to edit my ideas or I won't get them done and I won't execute right. them. And we started this conversation before you guys got to tune in. Deanna and I were talking about uh, not Doing a couple of things she and I had talked about like two months ago, probably (laughs) uh, because they weren't ready because they weren't right. Right. right? And if I were just hopping on it, I'd be like, it's okay. It's okay. I got to get it out. No. Right. I can't get to what the end of that is to that affinity level without completing one thing at a time and introducing those in the proper manner. So that timeline, literally I started that. I think it was, it probably was last year. That's that's part of what got me a little bit more quiet with brunch and slate. Y'all been hearing me talk about that a lot, how I just had to chill Mm -hmm. because I would get those ideas and sure, NARS we can come. Yes. So cycle, let's do it. You know, and Mm -hmm. I would just jump on it because I thought the opportunity would pass me by, but what will pass you by is having those relationships and not, Giving them the honor that they need and they deserve, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's what got me there. That's my little nugget. <laughs> I, love that. I love that. Yeah. So, this Saturday, you can brunch with anybody in the world, dead or alive. Who are you brunching with? Beyonce. <laughs> hey, we like to party. I was just singing that in the shower. <laughs> okay, I have a
1: funny thing to tell you about this. Okay. Yes, please. So, when I was studying abroad in Italy, time of my life, um, so I love Beyonce and um, I wanted to I'm not kidding I, I was in Florence and there were probably five black women in Florence like, <laughs> like no lie and I knew, I knew who they were so, um, <laughs> so everybody knew who I was in Florence and so when we would go out um, you know I like met the DJs and things but they would play Beyonce when I walked in because they knew <laughs> So Beyonce song <laughs> like it was, I can't remember which one probably get me bodied or something but yeah oh no single ladies it was
0: single ladies. oh wow
1: that is so Cold cool down.
0: yeah I, I'm not mad at that I definitely she is one of those folks who I, I you know what I kind of I kind of go back and forth because I don't know if I want to meet her yeah. it's not that I don't value her and really choose it's like going behind the curtain, and sometimes you just. I so true. <laughs> you know? But if I could talk to her and just let her hear me, if I knew she was listening to an episode, I would tell her, Girl, oh my God. I cannot wait. And maybe she's never thought about this, but I can't wait till you get to go teach at a university as an adjunct, as a oh. professor, because you're mastermind on. On giving them just enough. And mm-hmm. it's like the ultimate tease with the content and the, the middle of the night releases and not saying a word, you know, not even responding to any kind of foolery. Oh my gosh, like mm-hmm. your reputation, and you are definitely an affinity woman, right? Like, <laughs> and brand. Right. But, oh but she, God. I've <laughs> actually done an episode called Do It Like Beyonce, which oh is my. crazy because I don't think people realize that journey either it's no. not missed on me. Like I remember going to, this is definitely, oh gosh, this had to be in the late 90s, early 2000s. When Destiny's Child was first when they were on a Boys to Man tour. Wow. And they were like one of the open acts with Next. And I remember thinking, okay, another girl group. They were cool. You know, they had, it was right. Bill's. Was it was it Bill's back then? No, that was the second CD. I don't even remember what, was it Say My Name? I don't know. Whatever the first one was. Mm-hmm. It was that CD. And I look at that journey and the evolution of her as an artist, and there's so many times people could have discounted her.
1: Right. And
0: when Destiny's Child first had the issues with members,
1: mm-hmm.
0: technically, when you think about every other female group in the world, we shouldn't have never heard of Destiny's Child or Beyonce again. Right. Right? That's true. They replaced those folks, kept it moving, and it made us forget about them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> right? So Who does share. that? I mean, the mastermind. So yeah, I'm sorry to take over your brunch. So I guess I'm oh, coming. Yeah. <laughs> we all should share. That that would be amazing. <laughs> I, I just think that she's a mastermind. Yeah. That. I really do, and I respect it. And I and and then not only the genius that is knowing to play the game until you don't have to. She played it, and then she gave us homecoming and said, "Now what? <laughs> yes." Yeah, Am I right? Okay, it's a whole class, y'all. It's a whole class. It's, it is. It's a whole <laughs> level of the university. You know, if I was a uh, educator, I'd probably be pitching that. Like, I'm going to have an affinity of Beyonce uh, class this semester. Who's taking it <laughs> In the sociology building, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm a hot mess. So, <laughs> man, where can people follow you? How can they support you, Deanna? Yes.
1: So my website, it's Taji, T-A-G-I acronym, you know, The Affinity Group International, consultancy.com. So Taji, consultancy.com. And then you can find me on Instagram at The Affinity Group and LinkedIn and Facebook at The Affinity Group International.
0: So man, this has been an amazing conversation. I hope that you all Definitely got these nuggets and got intrigued. If you have questions, I definitely, I want you to reach out to Deanna. You can follow her, give her feed 30 days as I ask you every week. And if you enjoy this episode or you know someone who needs it, just share it, share it with two people. And if you really enjoy it, give us a review on iTunes and rate the show and love it and subscribe. So thank you, Deanna, for taking time out of your day to chat with us and to share and pour into us. No, thank you so much for the opportunity. It was so much fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad. So y'all, it's been real. I'm Amira and this is Brunch and Slay.